This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer. Richard. How are you? By the way, I got a new head thing. Uh, can you hear me okay? Does it sound the same? You sound the same. Okay. Only well, you don't look like you have, you <laughs> like you have ears. So yeah, because they disappear within the confines of my ears disappear. Disappearing ears. My donkey ears that are normally out there. Anyway, how are you doing? What's going on? We've missed you terribly. I haven't seen you for a week. week. A week. Um, a lot is going on today. I had, I'm at my home office. I had a couple of production meetings this morning. And then, so I kind of cleared out my schedule. And then I have two pot, you have your podcasts and I have Colby's podcast because we're doing this festival this weekend called the Parapod Festival in Valencia, a little plug in, where Colby and I will be teaching from 2 to 3 30 on April Fool's Day. But it's not a joke. Um, kind of, we're going to bring in cases and we're going to, um, we're going to kind of go over how it works and how we work with law enforcement and what we do to help assist with cases, which is kind of cool. And Richard got asked to go separately, but didn't know I was actually going to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going, so you'll get well, to. Yeah. Let's put it this way. I just, when I heard that you and Colby are going to be there, I thought, great. I think I'll check it out. So I'll stop by and hopefully I'll be able to uh, film you guys and then, you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, so tell people where to find it. Parapod. Parapod Festival. It's on. If you go to my Instagram, I have it on Instagram. I have it on um, because we were also on the KTLA news. Um, Colby and I made it on the news. Imagine that. That's great. Very good. And um, it's the first of its kind, I think. I mean, Tony Sweet has put it together. He's done a really good job and it's, it is just, you know, come and check it out. It's That's fantastic. Yeah. I remember Tony, you introduced me to him some time ago, really a wonderful guy. So that's, yeah, that's very cool. Well, I'm, you know, I always find it fascinating when you go it's so it's, it's podcasters talking about their work or just all kinds of people, all kinds of people talking about their work and every, everything paranormal basically. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I like to point out that the work that we've been doing and the research I've been doing, you know, like I had a hundred people, 200 people talking about the afterlife, all of them saw friends and relatives and all of them saw people that aren't on the planet. So that makes that normal, you see, because it's a subset. The data set is a hundred percent. So the normal the paranormal is us, the rest of the rest of the right. people on the planet going, what? But, you know, anyway, right. I'm That's fond funny. of saying that, but no one agrees with me. Anyway, how are you? So does Luana have somebody she want to bring forth to talk to us today? I don't know. I'm right. I wrote your name down. I put her name down. Everybody knows for the first and last time, there's Luana and Richard. For the first and last time, for those tuning in, Luana Anders is our friend on the flip side who moderates our podcast over there. Yes. Okay, my dad's there. It is so weird. Hi, Jim. So nice of you to stop by. Oh, he's just checking it out. Oh, they're all going to be at the Parapod Festival. He's so <laughs> funny. 
I don't know if he would ever be there <laughs> if he was still here on the planet. But it's, yeah, I always did say it was the new normal and now it's the new normal. Hold on. Oh, he's just saying hi. Okay. I'm like, does he want to have the day off? <laughs> well, does he, uh, at the pod, at the Parapod uh, conference, are you guys going to do any mediumship or are you just going to show how it works? We're just going to show how it works. We're going to show cases that we've, we're, we're going to show how we profile. We're going to show how we oh, get information. Great. We're going to teach people what we do and we're going to give the, give them the opportunity to do it as well. That's fantastic. I can't wait to see that. So Jim, you stop by, what do you, is there something you want to pass along or are you just saying hi? No. He's just saying hi. He's Very saying good. hi. Me good. Me. He, just, he actually brought something up that I did a couple of days ago and I just didn't, I forgot about it. And he brought it up and he said, thank you. That's so, so. fantastic. Well, Jim, look around. Is Luana here? Does she, or is she busy? She's got the day off. What's yeah, she doing? Just let me go on first. Thank you, Don. Okay. She says it's busy over there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's like having the first sunshine day. Like, you know, right now we have sunshine. It's been rained this morning. It rained, you know, yesterday morning, but we have this beautiful sun out. She's like, it's just like having sun, sunshine out. Somebody brought something up, which was very, very, very interesting. Like, you know, people are like astrology, for instance. I love astrology. Mm -hmm. Astrology is just basically the weather, giving us a weather date of what could possibly happen. Like, do you need a raincoat when you go outside or do you need to, <laughs> you know, or is it too sunny? Like it gives us basically a forecast of what, um, what we can kind of look out for, which I thought was an interesting way of describing it. Um, but let me go back and see what she meant by that. Okay. Oh, she's mentioning Sherry. My wife. Your wife, the angel. Um, <laughs> she's really doing a lot better with her. She's, and not a lot better. She's doing. Um, she's doing good work with the stuff that she's work. been working on. Yeah. yeah. She's already great, but she's getting even greater because her awareness, like they're showing me like it just is boom. So, so for people tuning in for the first time or last time, uh, Jennifer and I met about eight years ago, and my wife, Sherry, and I met 20-some uh, years ago. And even when I first met her, I had moved to New York for a certain amount of time, and I would see her in the room, you know, as I was falling asleep. I thought, oh, this is strange. But ultimately, and I'd call her the next day and say, you know, were you wearing like a Cubs t-shirt last night? Anyway... As it turns out, Sherry's got a, a gift like Jennifer does, but she's never sort of focused on it. And just the past couple of years, uh, actually, mostly in the past six months with our friend Iris Libby, a friend of mine from my hometown who's an astrologer, she's got groups that she puts together. And Sherry's been learning how to uh, trust her instincts. That's really what it is, because, of course, she sees these things and then kind of dismisses it like maybe, could be. But she's had some pretty amazing, you know, Yeah. she'll wake up in the morning and say, oh, don't forget to call this person because they're going to bail. And then you call them and they go, oh, I really can't do that. So she's really good at that. And I think everybody is becoming more aware. We talk about it often enough, 
But the yeah. veil doesn't, Luana was the one who said the veil doesn't really exist, that we assume it does, that right. we can't talk to them on the other side. So, Lou, is that what you want to talk about? Yeah, hold on. That's exactly, she wanted you to expand on exactly what you just did about Sherry and how. Yeah, that's lovely. Uh, okay. She's bringing, Prince is coming forward. Very good, Mr. Prince. How are you? Prince Day. Hold on. I don't know what he's saying. He's saying there's something about a Prince Day. Prince Day. Prince, is there is it a day in your honor? Is that what you're talking about? No, but there should be a Prince Day. <laughs> Paisley Park. That, um, was, that was the name of his place. Yeah, hold on a second. Sure. Interesting. Okay. He says there was a lot of music going on in your house from around and, you know, I have, I, I don't know, but he's like, there's a lot of music going on in your house. Let me just figure out what he is trying to say. As a, you wrote something recently, he said. So there's a specific tune that he was, that he likes or is interested in? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, oh, it's your son. Give me a second. You've written, you write music, but your son recently came up with something. That's correct. Yes, he wrote an essay. He loves it. Okay, very good. He needs to tweak it a little bit, he said still. <laughs> well, he wrote this essay for school, and uh, all I can tell you is my wife and I listened to it, and it was startlingly interesting and well-written. I know. He he says you should read it, but I don't know if your son would allow that. I don't know. No, no. He, I have him read it out loud. You see? Okay. Uh, it, it's an inter interesting thing they were writing about. They were supposed to write about the Watergate, you know, the, the whole era of that, you know, historical. And I said, you know, the Watergate is responsible for you being on the planet. And then I explained how my father and mother met when my mom was doing a play at the Watergate steps back in 1940. And because my dad put the wrong light on her on purpose to make her red hair pop out, he put a green filter on the light. Then afterwards, her friends were like, did you know, did you see that guy like put a green light on you? So she went over and confronted him and they never left each other's side, basically. Oh, that's so sweet. So he wrote about that, and he included that within the story about how, you know, there is this other story of what happened at Watergate, but then there's my story. Anyway, I think it's fascinating, you know, bringing your work, your heart, your thing into your work. It's always a good idea. Following your passion first letting everything else work out so what does prince want to tell us i mean what have you been up to you've been playing you've been writing you've been dancing what have you been doing yeah. he says he's been helping others he's mentioning our class and how we we have given people the opportunity that if 
you know, discussing who we're working with. Um, well, obviously this podcast, we've talked to a lot of musicians and actors and directors and writers. And he's saying that um, by having the faith that you can talk to us, he's like, I'm pretty busy helping others, which I think I wouldn't have thought that. I would be like, oh, dude, you're probably, you know, totally jamming out on some other jamming out, by the way, on some guitar or jumping off a higher piano. piano. Um, so how do, b- b- please, if you don't mind me asking, how does that work? I was quoting you the other day, Prince, because somebody was talking about time on the other side and the flip side. Like, like He's tapping his nose, yes. And it was because I had asked you when we first met through Jennifer, I'd asked you some questions and then you showed up a couple of months later. And I said, what, was, what does it feel like for you to ha- continue this conversation? And he said, it's like a comma. So two months for us, for him, was like a comma. So what's it like for you to work with people that you knew or people that are fans of yours? Or how does that work? A lot of commas. <laughs> you showed me it all. I'm like, I'm, um, a lot of them need, it's interesting. Huh. It's like conducting a symphony symphony of instruments. Like it's it's but it's dealing with equations and it's dealing with just notes everywhere. A lot of people want the same thing I'm feeling coming from him. And It's almost like, it's interesting when he uses this term, and I feel like he's using this terminology. Okay, say that one more time. He always makes me blush. I don't know what it is about Prince, but I get so like, hold on. Okay, thank you. It's their awareness that gets opened up just like when we are talking about Sherry. And so, they're always connected, but now their awareness is getting more connected that they can receive the notes or they can receive words of wisdom or they can receive strength from the other side. So let me just clarify that. So let's say someone's a musician or just somebody that is having a hard time or whatever, and suddenly they think of you. And, and the idea is that you put that thought in their mind almost to say, listen to my song no one compares to you or whatever and that inspires them to put that song on and it changes their emotions is it something like that yes and yes and yes I'm like yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes yes and yes he's saying that it's it's a symphony of notes popping up in and out of everywhere all right so, so listen the, he's showing the color purple so what if he was the color purple and what mm-hmm. if that was a particular note? Saying that right? A frequency, correct? Correct. And what if people knew that they sit well, that helps too, right? They thank you. They associate him with purple too, right? Yeah. Everything, everything of every, you know, all the things prints. So he says it makes it easier. Ah, oh, this is what you're getting at. Okay. 
it makes it easier for people to feel him or or see him or however it is you know people can see dial him. in to him right it's a frequency and thank you like for instance somebody asked me today i have these very awesome clients that actually listen to our podcast pamela and her mom and her their dad is lovely and she asked me she's like so what does my dad look like and i said well i i always noticed like he was showing me all different things but I normally just feel them and then I look into things because they're too busy giving me memories or too busy talking about other things. But like his eyes were super bright and she said they're mischievous, you know, and he said that they looked a lot mischievous, a lot more mischievous than he was, which was kind of funny. But anyway, so when it comes to people on the other side, you, they don't, you know, a lot of times we get in our head about it. That's my computer. The fan goes on. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Vacuum cleaner. Yeah, no. Just the fan on my computer just got noisy just this minute. It's agreeing with you. Go ahead. So, don't get caught. Thank you. Like you say, don't judge it. Don't get caught up on the picture or the visual. Just if you feel like it's me. This is what he's saying, Prince is saying, or like my dad, I felt my dad, I, you know, normally I would have fought that years ago if it was too close, but now I'm like, hey, now I feel it, right? Um, but you can also use the frequency of a color or a note to connect with them. And so it's like if- Anything, he says. Sorry, anyone? Anything. Anything. Just, just don't judge it. So um, for ex an example might be you're driving along and then Prince comes to mind and you say, right. I think I'll put on this song. Or a song comes on. Sorry right. Or a song comes on that reminds you of somebody and it might be a Prince song that might remind you of Prince or it might remind you of somebody else. I so I want, to, I want to have one of our class people uh, verify this same thought. So the other day I had to go get a tooth worked on. And while I was there, I had this impression that one of our classmates, a musician, composer, mm -hmm. stopped in to talk to me. Do you want to put that in Jennifer's mind, who that is? I don't know. I was already stuck on Romeo and Juliet's author. but Will Shakespeare, we talked to him. But it was uh, somebody else we talked to. I think it was the other guy. Not him. We talked to another guy. Right. The other person we talked to. You remember who that is? Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, Beethoven. Yeah. So I'm in the dentist chair, and this was after we had spoken to him. Mm -hmm. And I was there thinking, like, how can I distract my mind from what's going on? And I heard him saying, look, you got five fingers, play the song. And I realized the Ninth Symphony, da 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 da. I could do that with my hand while the drill was going on. Okay, so it's just a very unusual thing. Is it like he popped into my head like he was there? Now let's ask him. Is that happen? Did that happen? I create that. I mean, look, I'm asking a softball question here. Not being a very good example, he says. If you're asking if that happened. All right, but I got a better one coming up. But he said, just because I didn't see it, I was looking for that area. And I know we talked to Shakespeare and 
Tobin, but just because Jennifer didn't see it, right? But that's okay. Uh, Let's that ask. Was, but that was a whole other point. He's saying, "Don't make everybody else believe that you're saying it. It's only for you. It's only for me. You don't." But I do have a follow up. I have a follow up for him because now that I've asked him to come and sit in our chair, pardon me, Prince Ludovico Ludwig. Um, there was another event that happened after that. And I don't know if you want to share it with Jennifer or should I just tell the story? Okay. So I'm in my car and thinking about like, God, that was so weird. That and then the me. song came up. The ninth came on. Yes. And that so, is so weird. He did show me that, but that is so weird. So I was driving to an appointment and I just cranked it all the way up. And I was listening to it with such an intensity. You know, he's the chorale at the end, Freuda. It's the word joy, which he added to that, that poem by Schiller. It was Beethoven who said, I want it, I want joy to be here. And he put that word joy in there. And the the voices and some of the, the score was written for voices that even the singers didn't know how to sing them because it was so difficult. Because the way that, but anyway, when you listen to the chorale, it's an incredible, yeah. uh, you know, obviously symphony of music and voice and passion and everything else. And I, I couldn't help but say, oh my God, listen to that. Yeah. And then he said something to me, Ludwig, you want to tell her what you've said? Don't fight the music. Don't fight. No, don't bite the music. That was it. No, he said, imagine what it was like for me to hear it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he couldn't hear it when he wrote it. That's insane to me. That still does not. So, but I mean, now what he's saying is when I heard it, when he heard it on the flip side for the first time, how powerful that was for him to hear what he had written for the very first time. So I wasn't trying to give you a quiz or a puzzle, but I was so I moved by that concept, the emotions of that idea that, of course, here he had written this incredible symphony, but he couldn't hear a note of it right. until he That's got to the flip side. Whole, okay, so this is another teaching moment um, where your faculties, because one isn't strong, might make another one stronger, right? And so the whole hearing aspect of it that he couldn't hear, and then he, like, that was such, that was so beautifully sad, what you said. But he's saying that people are so set on hearing spirit mm -hmm. that, they, that they miss the trees through the forest or the forest through the trees kind of thing. Yeah. And, that to stop, you're, you have different ways of feeling and seeing. I mean, he's showing to me, like, there's so many different things that people have. Not everybody works the same way. So give yourself the chance to see, to have, like, we have, we have 100,000 different coincidences that we try to make happen. But if you can't see it, then, hear, then listen for it. Or if you can't, if you don't feel it, then look for it. Or if you, you know, if you can't, see then here like whatever it is just don't give so up. along those lines somebody on quora asked me like well how do you hear things if you're no longer in your body and I, you know simple question and i said look at the movie coda which was you know the won the oscar last year 
And it's the whole family speaking without words, without sound. They're all doing sign language. You know, Rich Martini. I mean, the whole idea, you can have a conversation with somebody, thank you, without them hearing a sound. And we and do that's it. How they're all, that's how they're on and the that's, They're talking to us tel- telepathically. Just yeah. like you've mentioned this, Jennifer, in dreams, we hear people all the time, but we're not really watching their lips move. So we hear things telepathically. And so it's that idea of you can hear so many ways of communication, including music, including visuals in your inner ear. Yeah. You know, they can communicate with us in like a profound way. And it's again, it's like a frequency they're showing. Like my dog, every time that I work, every time he hears your voice, my dog hears your voice, I'm sorry. She comes down and wants to be in the room and then she goes right to sleep. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Dogs putting us to sleep, putting themselves to sleep. They also love it. They're very good detectors of spirit. They love being in the presence. I can't tell you how, like, they, I mean, I'm laughing. I just got to show my husband how I put him to sleep when I talk at dinner. If I talk about work, all of a sudden he goes, (laughs) That's funny. Well, we have our cat. You've heard him play the piano, her play the piano. She has this thing where she wants to, you know, lie on your chest at some point in the day. And Aww. she put whoever she does that with, she puts them to sleep. It's like she's a drug. As soon as she lays down, within a few seconds, whoever that person is, they're out. And I started to think, I wonder if that's kind of the role that cats play. Because, you know, they sleep 18 hours. It's like, well, let me get other people to sleep with at the same time so we can communicate on the flip side Maybe your cat just has fomo and doesn't want everybody <laughs> doesn't want to miss out on anything <laughs> so lou is there anybody else thank you ludwig i appreciate that thank you prince ira oh my gosh Hira, you are a ubiquitous figure in our podcast we love that Hira is an Don't animal me. a dog what do you want they to say practice on animals talk to your animals practice oh. on the dog I have to thank Hyra because when our last podcast, at the end of the podcast, Hyra came through and said, when you talk to the conference on Sunday, make sure you talk about animals on the flip side. That's Hyra. And I did that. And we had a whole section. I had a picture of Hyra in the conference, the art of dying. (laughs) I told the whole story of us talking to Hyra of him proving he still exists and and how he was insistent that, that I talk about the fact that because look people really understand the concept of unconditional love when it comes to their animals and they can right. they can experience the of course they have a hope that they'll see them again but you have that experience of hearing from them Hira anything you'd like to add to that no <laughs> Practice, he, said, he says thank you but he also he just took off on he's kidding he just went and grabbed a bone <laughs> carrot, carrot. he's talking to he's talking to his owner robert right now who's asleep um give me a second you gotta come back and say that again <laughs> now he just made fun of me and said wolf <laughs> If you learn to communicate to your animals, people don't second guess what their animals are talking about, telling them. Well, that's what it's like. He's like, I'm, he's like this, I'm the best example on the earth and over here. Like, Interesting. 
So it, practice on your animals, start talking to them, ask them what they need. Do they hurt? Do they, do they need more? You know, of course, some of them are just going to say, I want more food. I want more food. I want more walks. Well, <laughs> or, I've, I'm doing, I do the same thing. I started to talk very softly because that seemed to the cats. My voice is too loud for the cat. So, but talking very softly. And this morning I said, can you say, yeah, if I'm asking, do you want to eat? And she went, yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. I'm not asking her to say yes. Yeah, that means yes. Anyway, so she said it like three or four more times. I was like, okay, I'm really losing it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then no is meh. <laughs> Anyways. That's funny. That Lou, is Lou, the the floor is yours. He just and by the way, um Hira just shook your hand and said thank you again. Um Okay. Who well, wants to talk? Okay. Thank you. Okay. This is so interesting because it happened with my last clients, which I don't think she'd mind me saying this. But so Luana said, please tell the audience that not to focus on how we passed. Do not focus on how we passed. We don't remember, like we remember passing because we had to say it to you, but we don't remember the feelings of it. And I had something very interesting. I hope Pam was okay with this. Her dad, Jay said, it's kind because they felt bad. He, he got sick and he passed away and it was trauma. It was traumatizing. And she just couldn't get, she had a challenging time. And he said something so funny because he was so great. He's such a beautiful spirit. He said, it's like giving childbirth. You give childbirth and then you're done, right? You forget <laughs> about it. He goes, that's what it's like when we cross over. He goes, you forget about it. How do you like crossed over? He goes, that's not what we remember. We remember the people around us. We remember the love that they gave us. We remember that like he loved his family. Jay loves his family, loves his wife. They were married for 68 years. Wow. That's crazy town. And he <laughs> just came, but all of that, how wonderful he goes. We don't remember. He was just think of it like that. It's like childbirth. You still go have another kid. You still go have another life. He's like, you just, if you think of it like that in those terms, because, and let me go back to Lana. I want to make sure that I'm getting this right. Um, they're all laughing. <laughs> I just introduced Jay to the whole class. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, no, she's like, that's outstanding. Thank you. They're like, not only do we not not remember it, we remember it, but we don't. We just want, we just, the main point is we want, what we remember is how much we were loved. How well we loved, how well we loved you. And like, thank you, Jay. Jay said, his last words were, I'm lucky. And they didn't know what that meant. They're like, am I lucky because I'm leaving the planet? Am I lucky because, you know, and he said, he's like, no, like he came through. He's like, no, I said, I'm lucky because I knew I wasn't going to make it when they took me away. 
you know, in the ambulance. He goes, I knew I wasn't going to make it. And he's like, all I could think about was how lucky I was to have this beautiful family and how much that meant. That's so beautiful. Those were his last words. Like, how amazing is that? And so he's saying, like, he loves Pamela. His, you know, he loves his grandchildren, his children. He, like, he loves them so much. But if we get stuck in our heads about how they passed, like my dad with cancer, that's a huge problem to try to get over. And what happens, they're still there, but we push them away with our thoughts because we feel guilty about how they passed. Like the guilt I had surrounding my dad's passing about. Sure, sure. And we've talked to Robin Williams about Robin. this, you know, about exiting the stage. You don't judge people how they exit the stage. Right. Judge them for their performance on stage. And hopefully it was a wild and crazy ride and theatrical and lots of dun dun duns <laughs> <laughs> and, dra and drama. And I love what Jay said about uh, giving birth. You know, it's my goofy joke that if women didn't have short-term memories, there'd only be one child <laughs> per family. You know, but they but they forget how difficult it was, and it's this. You know, and then you're back doing it again. You're like, oh, you know, these. My aunt had eleven. You know, it's like, did she not remember how hard that was? But some people, they put themselves through it. And so when you think of it that way, it might be painful for a minute or two, but, you know, so is falling off stage. Yeah. But you get up, you dust yourself off, and you're like, ta-da, you let's know. Get, let's go get interviewed by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> let's go see Jimmy and let's see my friends. And, oh, my gosh, look at all of my pets that I owned are, you know, are friends with, they're all here to greet oh, me. Yeah. You know? Or Bill Paxton, you know, his dad was there to greet him. And I, we asked him like, was that, was that a happy thing? He said, well, yes and no, because by seeing him, I knew that I was no longer on the planet. So that thing of it's joyful to see them all. And then it's also like, did I do everything that I wished I had done, et cetera, right. et cetera. But what a beautiful way to put it. I'm lucky. A little bit like our your friend Steve Jobs with his oh wow, oh wow. It's the last words seem to be like your first words to the other side. And that's what that's what he took with him. You know, that's what Jay took with him. That's what a lot of people took with him. My dad, that's what he said. He goes, Look at how lucky I am to have had all of you. And be yeah. I love, you know. It's profound. It's pretty unusual. And then, you know, you think about uh, Luana, my pal who passed in 96. Here we are talking more frequently, more often than we did when she was on the planet. You know, when I talked to her like once a week or you know, maybe a couple of times a month. But here we are having these very interesting, profound, deep conversations about the nature of reality, about consciousness, about why we choose to be on the planet. And how we're lucky to find the people that that take the ride with us right however that works well i know i don't have you for much longer no, I gotta go. you know you gotta go i just wanted to let's Sorry. thank everybody that showed up robin we're going to catch you next time jay thank you for sharing that story with us also ludovico and mr prince thanks so much and luana our pal on the flip side we can't thank you enough for sharing your talents. And Jennifer, thank you oh, for everything you do. And we'll see you on Saturday talking about how you do it for law enforcement. Yep. How cool is that? It's kind of fun. All right. Love you.
Love you. Bye. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.